0: From the capital city, I'm Jordan Lewis. The state of Alaska plans to appeal a ruling for the Alaska Southeast Troll Fishery by a federal judge in Washington. The order by U.S. District Court Judge Richard Jones upheld a magistrate's earlier opinion by adopting in part a report and recommendation that vacates the incidental take statement for the Southeast Alaska Winter and Summer Commercial Chinook Troll Fishery, which has the practical effect of closing the fishery until a new ITS is in place. Alaska has argued in its filed pleadings that the Southeast Commercial Chinook Troll Fishery has little effect on the listed species, especially considering the gauntlet of predators between the fishery and the identified pot of killer whales saying quote shutting down the southeast alaska salmon fisheries would have negligible if any impact on the southern resident killer whale as any chinook caught in the southeast must travel some 700 miles past canadian commercial and recreational fisheries tribal fisheries northern resident killer whale and stellar sea lions which are also predators of large chinook and southern u.s fisheries to reach the southern resident killer whales Senator Jesse Keel came on to action to talk about what's happening in the legislature this week. They are under three weeks left. A 75-25 PFD is in the works. The Senate just
1: passed bill for the PFD formula over to the House. And it's a 75-25, and if we raise the revenue over the next several years, it can go up to a 50-50. But you've got to have the revenue to pay for it, right? To pay for state services and a 50-50 PFD. And, And we'll see what the House does with that. Obviously, it would be good... If what we're doing in the budget and what we do in the law matches, we're in this position now where we have this 40-year-old dividend formula, and if we followed it, we would be billions in the hole, right? So
0: we need to change the law. If we can't afford to follow it, it's up to us to change it. Senator Keel voted for the seventy-five twenty-five split because he says it would provide a PFD Alaskans can afford and Alaskans can count on. That bill goes through the House and will work through the budget. When asked about the number of different bills that can be considered part of the culture wars, Senator Keel said this instead. Give every kid a shot because they're going to be grown-ups tomorrow or next month
1: or next year and, and they need a shot and they need some skills because we just talked about prisons earlier in the show, Jordan, right? People without skills have an awful tendency to get into trouble and end up making the victim out of somebody. And then and, well, there we go, right? And these things cascade. Just give people a shot on the merits and, and let's move forward. We've got budgets to balance. we got to figure out how to fix our ferry system. we got all kinds of challenges. Senator Kiel says these things he's working on make a difference. got a, a bill that will get heard later this week that's about creating an address protection program for people who have escaped a domestic violence or a stalking situation. They've had to pick up their lives and move. Give them the opportunity to protect their address so when they vote, they register a car, whatever it is, they're not revealing themselves to their stalker or their abuser, right? Little thing makes a world of difference to people. An opportunity. I've got a resolution we call on the federal government to do a better job when it comes to preventing oil spills, especially in the most remote regions of our state. CPRO does a pretty good job here in southeast, but when you get out to remote western Alaska, boy, there, there isn't as much infrastructure there. There aren't as many ports. There aren't as many tugboats. We need to work with the Coast Guard some, and I've got a resolution that, that works on some better ways. I've got the bill dealing with PFAS foam and from firefighting. Let's do public safety
0: and make sure that nobody has toxic drinking water, right? He says child care is an everybody issue, along with making sure teachers and classroom aides get paid and feeding kids who don't get fed at home. To listen to the full program, you can go to our website, kinmyradio.com. This coming weekend, the University of Alaska Southeast will celebrate student achievement and success at commencement activities on its three campuses in Sitka, Ketchikan, and Juneau. UAS expects to award 381 associate bachelor and master's degrees, as well as certificates, professional licensures, and occupational... Commencement in Sitka will take place on Friday, May 5th, Ketchikan on Saturday, May 6th, and Juno's event is Sunday, May 7th. Coming up next on News of the North, Juno Jazz and Classics as well as the Ock Rock Music Festival announced their first partnership, a series of performances by the Julia Keefe indigenous big band. And the debate stage will likely lack one Republican this primary season. Those stories next on News of the North with Jazz Garrett.
2: You're listening to News of the North. Sandy Fortier, Executive Director for Juno Jazz and Classics, and Rachel Disney, the Operations Assistant, joined Capital Chat to talk about Juno Jazz and Classics Spring Music Festival. It kicks off this weekend.
3: The festival kicks off on Friday and we decided to go huge at the beginning to get everyone's attention and we're bringing up a 16-piece big band and we're partnering with Ock Rock for this because it's a big deal and this big band is called the Julia Keefe Indigenous Big Band and you probably got indigenous in there and it's all indigenous musicians from all over the country. And in kind of- South America too. And Canada.
2: It is a rarity to see a solo indigenous jazz musician perform, let alone 16 on stage at once. Here's when to catch the Julia Keith indigenous big band. They're coming up this weekend to play on
3: Friday night at the Paradovich Hall at 7 and then Saturday they'll play a free concert at UAS because we got UAS on board and they're going to play a free concert on Saturday at 2. That'll be shorter so you definitely want to come on Friday and then you'll probably want to go on Saturday too. <laughs> and then Saturday night they're going to take six members out of the big band and play a smaller concert at the Crystal Saloon.
2: And a different performer for Sunday.
3: Awadajan Pratt, he's a piano player, and he's been here a couple of times. I think this will be his fourth time in Juneau, and he's playing a piano concert at the Jack on Sunday, and people are really excited about that because they remember him. And he's getting really big uh, in the classical music world right now.
2: They also have concerts happening over the course of next week and next weekend. Find more information and buy tickets at jazzandclassics.org. Phil Hubschen is the new executive director for the Juno Arts and Humanities Council. He came on to Capital Chat to talk about May's first Friday events. This is what's happening at the Jack.
4: First off at the Arts and Humanities Council in the Armory Building, we have Fabian Louisa Peter Contess, who has a really great uh, textile exhibition. Um, So really large swaths of hand-dyed fabric that are kind of uniquely improvisational and also representational. And so the reception is at 4.30 on first Friday and it's up through the whole month And then there's also a artist talk on Friday, May 12th at 5 p.m. in our gallery, which is free admission.
2: Here's what's happening at the City Museum.
4: There's a chill cat regalia woven in the lineage of Jenny Thunat, Larissa Rizal at 4 p.m. on First Friday, and that's curated by Lily Hope.
2: Here are some other locations that are hosting First Friday events.
4: Um, At Copa, MK McNaughton has a show there. At Black Moon Coven, there is Chromatic Crystal who is an Inupiaq ink painter, and they will have a show of really vibrant ink paintings, some jewelry, and it sounded like some stickers and merch and stuff. Sea Alaska has a lot going on this month that I'm really excited about. In the Walter Soboleff building, um, they have Mario Fulmer, Kelsey Erickson Kaiser, and Christina Waska, and then they also have a new exhibit celebrating art of Native American women across Alaska, which is free of charge on First Friday, and that's 4:30. At, and-
2: at Sea Alaska Heritage Institute you can also see Steve Brown working on a totem pole at the Arts campus along with art from Juno Douglas High School and Thunder Mountain High School students. and himjin says a business will be opening their storefront.
4: Cosmic Debris is having a launch party. They are opening a storefront at 204 North Franklin Street, which is right across the street from Amalga on the uphill side at 4 p.m. on First Friday. They have a curated collection of vintage goods, clothing.
2: There are over 20 locations hosting events for First Friday. Go to the Jack's website for more information. The debate stage will likely lack one Republican this primary season. ABC's senior congressional correspondent Rachel Scott reports. Former President Donald Trump
3: will likely not attend one or both of the first two Republican primary debates, according to multiple sources. While the decision is still in flux, sources say Trump has privately indicated to allies he is considering skipping the initial Republican primary debates. In a statement to ABC News, a Trump spokesperson said President Trump is the clear frontrunner, saying, quote, it's no surprise every other candidate and potential candidate wants to ride his coattails to relevancy. Rachel Scott, ABC News, Washington.
2: Never miss a story or a newscast at KINYradio.com. Now you're up to date. I'm Jazz Garrett for News of the North.